0: For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now I think it's interesting that the Bible calls it a spirit of fear. Now how many of you know that evil spirits can hear your voice? And so one of the best ways to resist fear is to speak to it. When fear comes knocking on the door of your soul, you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you spirit of fear, I resist you. And that fear hears you and it has to obey you. Amen? You know, you look in the Word of God that fevers obeyed the Lord. Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever. He spoke to the fever and the fever left her. So evidently fevers can hear. Sickness and disease can hear. Those spiritual forces that are arrayed against you, they can hear you and they must obey your voice. That is the voice of faith. Amen? Now, in uh, Psalm 34, the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Hallelujah. Verse 3. "O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from how many of my fears? All of my fears. You know, people will tell you, well, it's just natural. It's just normal for you to be afraid and to have fears. I submit to you that fear is not natural to the born-again believer. If fear was natural to you, it would have come from heaven from your Father God. But fear does not come from heaven. Fear comes from the hell on the outside trying to get into the city of your soul. So fear should not be tolerated on any level. For if we tolerate fear on any level, then what we do is we contaminate our faith. Now, I want you to notice with me in the book of Job this morning, chapter 42, and in verse 10. You know, there's not enough said about the end of Job. People talk about all the difficulties he faced and all the tragedies he faced, and he surely did. But I want you to know that Job ended up in good shape. In Job 42 and verse 10, the scripture says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Amen. Put your name in there. And the Lord turned the captivity of, of whatever your name is. You know, the Lord turned the captivity of Mark. When he prayed for his friends. Now I love this. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. We serve a God of the double. Now, don't misunderstand me now we're going to go through tests we're going to go through trials but we should be looking for the double and if you're in the midst of one of those valleys of the shadow of death keep your eyes on jesus and learn a lesson from job job came out twice as good as he did before so if he did it for job he'll do it for you i said if he did it for job he'll do it for you because we got a better covenant and it's established upon better promises Now Job did face difficulty, and we find in Job 3.25 what opened the door to the tragedies, the tests, and the trials that Job faced. In Job 3.25 it says, For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and the thing that I was afraid of, it came unto me. So we see then that Job, through fear, opened the door to the path of the destroyer. One translation says that what I dreaded came upon me. So we see a principle here. There is a law. There is a spiritual principle is that your fears will come upon you. Fear is a perversion of faith. Now, if great fear can come upon you, if you'll feed the word in your heart and speak it out of your mouth and be a doer of the word of God, your faith can come upon you. Now notice now, when you get into this word, which is the perfect law of liberty, here's what happens in a man or woman's heart. They begin to be persuaded of something. Persuaded that this promise is for me and this promise is true in my life. And when I apply and you apply these promises, these precious promises to your heart and begin to speak them out of your mouth, then you begin to expect what you're persuaded of to come to pass. Amen? So when I am persuaded and you are persuaded, then it puts you in a state of expectancy. For example, the body to change, the finances to come in, your babies to be born again your business to prosper amen now the same thing is true in the area of fear faith is meditating on the promises of God fear is meditating on the lies of the enemy and the enemy is a big fat stinking rat liar okay and you got to be able to identify the truth from a lie amen but what he does is he begins to sow these lies into your mind And then all of a sudden, if you don't reject those lies and resist those lies, you become persuaded of those lies. And once persuasion takes place, then actually you begin to expect those things to happen in your life. That's what happened with Job. He said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. But we must then have faith in the ability of God, not faith in the ability of the enemy. For faith draws the blessings of God. Faith draws the goodness of God. Faith is like a magnet and draws the health of God. Faith draws the good things of God to come into your life. Now, fear is a perversion of faith. And fear activates, if you will, and draws destruction into a person's life. That is why we must not tolerate fear on any level. Say with me, for God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. So faith then receives the life in the word of God that comes from God. Now in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 27, he says, when your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, notice that fear came and fear came to destroy. There's nothing good about fear. Amen. And that fear, notice it draws destruction. Just like faith draws blessing, fear draws destruction. Now, you and I live in a society that is media-driven. And the media is constantly sowing seeds of fear, is it not? I mean, around this time of year, Halloween, you see all these crazy movies. You'll be channel surfing, you'll see this and that and the other. Just keep moving, brother. Just keep your motor running, bro. Don't stop. You know, amen? When hell presents itself, when you're going through hell, don't stop there. Just keep right going on to the other side. Amen? Glory to God. But media is telling you a vision. It's telling you a vision. This could happen to you. You know it happens to 5 out of 10. And 8 out of 10 have this. And as a result, it... So the underlying fear is it could happen to you. You need to rise up and say, not here, devil. Not in this house. Not in this place. Not in this body. Not in my finances. Not in my kids. Not in my wife. Not in my marriage. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand may fall at my hand. But it will not come near me. So, close the door mash that stinking devil's nose with the word of God. Now look at Luke chapter 8, if you would. Luke the 8th chapter. Luke the 8th chapter. See, it is faith-filled words that will dominate the laws of sin and death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's your choice. See, no man or woman has the choice whether or not they're going to live by their words. That's the way the system is designed. God designed this whole universe to be upheld by the word of his power. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And he made man and he made woman in his own image, in his very own likeness. He made you and I speaking spirits. We are designed by God supernaturally to speak forth what he said. And as we speak forth what he said, we will have what we say based on what he said. Amen. Amen. And so death and life, friends, are in the power of the tongue. Faith and fear are in the power of the tongue. He said, I have placed before you life and death, blessing and cursing. But he gives us a clue. You Can choose to live by life. You can choose to speak life. You can choose to speak faith. So, no man or woman can make a decision whether or not they're going to live by words. We live in a word system. But what we can choose is whose words are we going to live by? Whose words? Are we going to live by? As for me in the Thomas house. We're going to live by the word of God. Because we have discovered. That forever oh Lord. His word is settled in heaven. And when we accept what he said in heaven. Into our hearts. And speak it out of our mouths. What we do is we establish his word on earth for our lives. Hallelujah. Faith filled words will always dominate the law of sin and death. If we are under a higher law, it is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And it's made us free from the law of sin and death. Now get your motor running. Say it with me. For the law, For the law of, the of, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus has, made has made me, has made mine, has made mine free, free from the law of of sin and death death. see a thousand may fall by your side ten thousand at your right hand you don't get happy about that but no evil shall befall you neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling now why is that why because he's given his angels charge over you and what are his angels doing they're keeping you they're keeping me in all of our ways we'll tread upon the lion and the adder the young lion shall we trample underfoot Because we set our love upon him, he will deliver us. Glory to God. We call upon him, he'll answer us. He'll be with us right in the midst of trouble. And you know what else he said? With long life. With long life, he will satisfy me. And he will satisfy you. And he will show us his salvation and his healing. Say it with me. Get your motor running. running. With long life. He satisfies, me. he satisfies me. I will not fear. I will not fear the adversary, the adversary. Or, the of the enemy. or the reports of the enemy. I will live long, I will live long. And, I will live and I will live strong. In my pathway, in my pathway there, is life, there is life and there is, no death. there is no death. I'm walking in the spirit. I'm walking, I'm walking in, spirit. in life. And this life life. overcomes all fears. Say it again real strong now. In my pathway pathway. is life. life. And there is no death. death. Luke chapter 8. Let's look at verse 49. Luke chapter 8. Now while he yet spake... There came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, The daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master any further. The setting is, is that he came to Jesus and said, My daughter is sick. I'm asking you to come to my home and she will live and she'll not die. Now on the way, the daughter died. And so they said, Don't trouble the master any further. Is his faith challenged there? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, say these words with me, fear not, not. believe only, only. fear not, not. not. Believe believe only, he said, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. So Jesus made it very clear. Look, Jairus, we've started in faith. Let's stay on this road of faith. Let's annihilate and resist fear and believe me only and everything will be all right. Amen? How many of you know that fear and faith don't mix? And so Jesus exhorting him, Jairus, do not stop the process. Amen? How many of you know that we're on a journey called life. And in our pathway, there is life and there is no death. But on the thi- there are things in the ditches on the pathway that want to draw us off. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying to many of us this morning, son, daughter, fear not. Believe only. Your daughter is going to be all right. Fear not. Believe only. Your body is going to be all right. Fear not. Believe only. It's going to be all right in the area of your finances. Amen? Amen. Now notice in verse 51. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in. Save Peter and James and John and the father of the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, weep not. She is dead. She is not dead, but sleepeth. What's he doing? Is he lying here? No. He's calling those things which be not as though they were. And what did they do? They laughed to scorn, knowing that she was dead. There are going to be mockers. There are going to be people that will not contribute to your faith, but you just keep moving on with God. You just keep going down the pathway with God. And notice in verse 54, and he put all of them out and took her by the hand saying, "Made arise, And her spirit came again and she arose right away and he commanded to give her meat and her parents were astonished and charged them that they should not tell any man that was done. And so everything turned out all right in this situation. I wonder, has anybody ever faced a fear-filled situation? Has anybody ever faced a situation Where you thought, man, if God doesn't come through, I'm finished. But then you held fast to the word of God. And then you cried out unto the Lord. And he delivered you from all your fears. Hallelujah, you let your request be made known unto God. You called unto him and God showed up and caused you to triumph through that situation. You see, the Bible says there is a valley and it is the shadow of death. But here's what the psalmist said. He said, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Say it with me. I will fear fear Fear. no evil. evil. Say it again. I will will fear fear. no evil. evil. I might be walking through the shadow, shadow but the the shadow of death never hurt anyone. God is with me. God is for me, God is in me, and I'm going through to the other side. Now listen very carefully here for the next few minutes. A major key to overcoming this spiritual force called fear is to arm yourself with the Word of God. Find and embrace the promises in the Word of God. Find and embrace the promises in the word of God. And don't sign for the devil's package when he knocks on your door. I was reading in between services something called Right and Wrong Thinking by Brother Hagan. And uh, if you've never read this book, it's just a short read. It's an awesome book called Right and Wrong Thinking. He says in his book, he says, what we believe is a result of our thinking, isn't it? He said, if we think wrong, we will believe wrong. If our believing is wrong, our confession will be wrong. In other words, what we say will be wrong. For what we say always hinges on our thinking and our believing. And then he goes on to say, but the word of God has been given to you and to me to straighten our thinking out. Aren't you glad? Here's something T.L. Osborne said. I I really like it. Arm yourself with the Word of God. Fear is going to come. Fear may knock on the door, but let faith answer. Let the Word do its talking. T.L. Osborne states in his book, In Healing the Sick, he says, Now confessing pains, aches, and fears and diseases is like signing for a package that the express company has delivered. Satan then has the receipt, or your confession, from you, showing that you have accepted the package. Do not accept anything sent by the devil. When you confess weakness or disease, instead of confessing that Jesus bore all your sickness and all your disease and put them away, you are confessing that you still have them. Friends, I want you to see this. When you talk about all your fears, your fears will rise up like a giant and rob you. Don't speak from your emotional realm. Don't speak from your physical realm. Speak from your spiritual realm. Speak what God's Word says about you. And to arm yourself with the Word of God when fear knocks, you're going to have to spend some time in it. Amen? Spend some time thinking about Meditating, chewing on the word of God. You know, Joshua said it like this. He said, this book of the law, it will not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That you may do, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou wilt make thy way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, I'm looking at a really good, good looking bunch of people today. I believe, yeah, you get better amen than that. And I believe that I'm looking at a prosperous bunch. And I believe I'm looking at a healthy bunch. And I believe I'm looking at a wealthy bunch. And I believe I'm looking at a bunch that wants to have success in every area of their life. How many of you are against success? Raise your hand. I didn't see one hand. There's nobody in this auditorium that's against succeeding in life. Now well, listen, friend, success is the will of God for your life. Amen. And he gave us a key in Joshua 1. eight. He said, this book of the law or the word of God, it'll not depart from before thine eyes. Amen. Let's pull it up in Joshua 1. eight. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Everyone say meditate. meditate. Now meditate in Joshua one eight, in Rotherham's translation, says, You will talk to yourself. So he's saying, Now arm yourself with the word, get the word in you, and start talking what God's Word says about you. Yeah. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. How often? Now notice what will happen. All of a sudden, you'll begin to see to do according to all that is written therein. And then he says, for then you shall make your way prosperous. The government doesn't have to make your way prosperous. Your mama and your daddy don't have to make your way prosperous. You can take the sword of the spirit that God has given you and you can make your way prosperous in this life All the time, every day. He said, you'll make your way prosperous. And then he said, and you'll have good success. You will have good success. So if you want to be a success in life, meditate on the word. Speak the word. Get the word. Let it dwell in you richly. Attend to his word. Incline your ear to his sayings. Keep his word in the midst of your heart. For these words are spirit and they are life. And the word of God is life unto those that find them. And the word of God is health or medicine to all of their flesh. Listen, friends, the words in the Bible are spiritual. They are spirit and they are life. And they are not necessarily addressed to your intellect. They will affect your intellect. But in order for the word to affect your intellect, it's got to first get down into your heart. And that's why he said, find the word, meditate the word, speak the word, chew on the word, live the word. And the word will cause you to be prosperous and to be a success in everything you do. Get your motor running. Say of me whatever I do, whatever I do prospers. prospers. Say this real strong, I am, I am a, meditator, a meditator, a speaker, a, speaker, a doer, a doer of, the of, God, of the Word of God, and the Word of God, promotes, God me, promotes me, me heals blesses me, blesses me, and makes me a blessing. Faith is rising in this place. I'm telling you, faith is rising. It's rising. Arm yourself with the word. Over and over again, you will see these words, fear not, fear not, fear not. I mean, repeatedly. It is not just a suggestion not to fear. It is a command from the head of the church never to yield or to tolerate fear. Amen? Amen. Now, let's look at a couple scriptures along those lines. Look with me at Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Amen. Verse 1 and 2. Oh, this is good. Glory to God. God is my refuge. God is my refuge. Not the Democrats, not the Republicans, not Mitt, not Obama. They're not my refuge. They're not the rocks of this nation. The rock of this nation is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And however it goes and wherever it goes, everything's going to be all right in the USA. Because there is a group of people in the United States of America that are the salt of the earth. And they are declaring God's our refuge. God's our fortress. In God we trust. Is it all right if I dance? Not like Mr. Bojangles, but dance. God's your refuge. He's your strength. He is a very present help in a time of trouble. So when trouble comes, you know who God is. Therefore, we will not fear. I will not fear because he's my refuge. Because he's my help even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the sea, will not be afraid. We'll not be afraid. You know, there's a lot of talk. You know, this terrible hurricane happened on the East Coast and there was Hurricane Isaac and there was that big hurricane down in New Orleans, right? And uh, Katrina. And then, of course, you know, there was the Big earthquake in 1989 during the World Series of the A's and Giants. How many remember that one? Yeah. By the way, the uh, Giants won the Series for a zip. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of fear available. You know? Uh, you know, they've even said that when the big one hits, California may be wiped out. You know, I'm not going to live my life fearing the big one. Well, the Richter scale moved five million times last week. And there's looks like there might be a big one coming. I'm not going to live my life fearing the big one. Now, why is that? Because I've got the bigger one. We've got the bigger one. We've got the bigger one. And bigger is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Certain things may happen. But listen, friend, you've got to arm yourself. You've got to be prepared with the word of God and not be afraid. There are people that are literally paralyzed to go out out of their door at night. Why? Because you know, after all, So many things happen, and so many things happen there, and so many things happen there. Yeah, but it will not come near your your dwelling. You see, you cannot uh, live your life under a spirit of intimidation. Being intimidated by what ifs, and that happened, and this could happen. Well, you know what could happen is you could, glory to God, have 10,000 angels sent around you. Amen? Let's think on the positive side of life. Now look at another one, Isaiah forty-one, verse ten. Let let these scriptures just feed into your spirit today, okay? Let them feed into your heart. And by the way, we're going to be sending a nice large offering for the for the East Coast situation that happened out of the church, and uh, we're going to be sending a uh, thousand out of general fund. We took up an offering uh, for the. Uh, In the first service, and we're going to put the buckets up here later if you feel inclined to give. We want to send a good chunk offering over there to help with what's going on in the East. Amen? 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 41, verse 10. Now, let's, let's just let this feed us for a minute. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear not. Why? For I am with you. That's the same I am that God said to Moses, you go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Who should I say sent me? Tell him I am. (laughs) He said, fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm not afraid, because God is with me. Now look over at Isaiah 54, verse 14. Just let this feed your spirit. Isaiah 54, 14. Thank you, Lord, that you are our help. You are a very present help in a time of trouble. Look at this in Isaiah 54, 14. It says... In righteousness you will be established. So God is saying to us, establish yourself in this revelation that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And once you are established in that, you will be far from oppression. Why? For you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Let's break this down just a little bit. When you're established in righteousness, oppression becomes a thing of the past. And as a result, there's no more fear in your life. And terror can't come nigh you. And those things that are in the world cannot penetrate your life because you're walking in your righteousness. So arm yourself with the Word of God. And I want to introduce something to you today before we have communion. I believe that it will really help your soul and feed your spirit. Along with speaking God's word and and uh, finding and embracing the promises of God. And along with using the name of Jesus to put fear on the run. I believe this is a major key for us walking in freedom from fear. Let me share you with what, what it is. I believe one of the best ways to overcome the spirit of fear is to be saturated with the love of God. To be saturated with the love of God, let me show you what I mean. Look at First John chapter four, verse 15. First John chapter four and verse 15, Oh, how our Father loves us! In First John 4:15 it says, And whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. Amen. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Let's stop right there. How many of you are born again in this place? How many of you have known and believed the love God had for you in salvation? Amen. 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 I want to say this to you today. That that is the beginning. And that his love continues for you every day of your life when you walk this earth. The greatest love that God ever showed for you and me was to give his only begotten son. Greater love is no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. But friends, our father's love doesn't stop for us once we get born again. Our father's love continues for us every day of our lives. Amen. His love provides for us. His love heals us. His love does things for us that we could never do for ourselves. So notice, he says, and we have known, and we have faith in the love of God that he has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Read verse 17 with me. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. hey, get your motor running. Amen. Say it with me, as he is, as he is so am I, so am I in, this world. in this world. Some of you already checked out on me. I ain't gonna stop until you get back. As he is, as he is so, am I, so am I in this world. Uno mas. As he is. is. So am I. I. Where? Well, the next question would be, how is he? He's doing fine. It is well. But now notice, in verse 18, it says in King James, there is no fear in love. So what this is saying, when we know... And when we have faith in God's love continuously for our lives, when we have an understanding and a revelation of how much love, who is God, loves us, the scripture says, there is no fear in this love. But perfect love or full-grown love, an ongoing understanding of how much God loves us, what does it do to fear? It casts it out. It expels it. It causes it to be a thing of the past in our lives. Now I want you to notice this in the Amplified version. And uh, I want you to, to see it even more clearly. In the Amplified says that there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Yeah. How many times have we said, oh, I dread doing this. And uh, yeah. I dread doing that. Yeah. Get that out of your vocabulary. Dread should no longer be a part of our package. Amen. 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 Dread does not exist, but full-grown and complete, perfect love, it turns fear out of doors, and it expels every trace of terror. Amen. Listen to the statement: When we become fully developed in this revelation, we will have zero fear zero fear no fear no fear of death no fear of flying no fear of taking a walk no fear of lack no fear of tithing well come on I mean let's be honest about it there are people that don't give and don't tithe because they're afraid to One of the number one fears that Satan tries to sell us is, is that God's word does not work and it won't come to pass in our lives. It worked for so-and-so, it worked for sister so-and-so, but for you, nah, not going to work for you. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Listen, God's love is no respecter of persons. He loves you as much as he loves anybody in this world. That's an awesome truth. Yeah, but, you know, I've been a, a rascal. Yeah, you have, haven't you? But, you know, even rascals don't lose out on the love of God. Because there's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Neither what you've been, neither what you've done, the love of God is always there for you. And so work on developing a greater understanding of how much he loves you. Man, this really helped Brendan and I in the early stages of our life and of our ministry. We were so poor, we couldn't pay attention. I mean, we just didn't have any money. And this was back, you know, in, in 1976, and in 77. We got married July 22nd in Skeedy, Oklahoma. Amen. And we've been married for 35 years. Glorious years. But that first year, you know, we just purpose in our heart, you know, we're called of God. Yeah. And we're going to do the will of God. Yeah. No matter what may come, hell or high water, we're going to trust God. We're going to honor God with our tithes. We're going to serve God wherever we can. And we're going to trust him to open doors that no man can shut. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we got into a place one time where we didn't literally, we didn't have any money hardly at all. And... Uh, This was right before we came to California, back in 1982. And we were over at my parents' lake home up there in Wisconsin. And uh, they were down in Florida. They would always winter in Florida. They're snowbirds. That's what they call them up there. And they had a lake home up there in Wisconsin. And we were praying about what to do. And, uh, of course, you know, fear was knocking on the door of my soul. You know, when fear comes, it paints all sorts of pictures of disaster. You know, may paint paint a picture of you being on the street with a sign, you know. And it ain't honk if you love Jesus. We'll work for food. At least some of those guys are honest. I just need a beer, you know. But we seriously, we didn't have any money. We had an automobile. Brenda was pregnant with James. And and so there was this unction to, to do and to go. How are we going to do? And how are we going to go? How are you going to do this? You know, that's the devil. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to believe God. Yeah. We're going to trust God. We're just going to act like the New Testament is true. Amen. Amen. And one day it just came as a revelation. You know what? Why wouldn't God bless us? Why wouldn't God provide for us? Why wouldn't he take care of us? After all, he's the one that's put in our heart to do these things and to go these places. And so it just exploded on the inside of us. You know what? We got a covenant with a covenant keeping God. Our God loves us. And because our God loves us, love will provide for us. Woo! Glory to God. The snow was that deep outside, but I'm telling you what, our doubt and unbelief and fears melted like a snowball in a hot Texas sunshine. And from that day till this day, we haven't looked back. We've kept our eyes on Jesus. And yeah, we've experienced some difficulties. Yes, we've experienced some troubles. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. And God came through here, and he came through there. He's the God of the breakthrough. And if he'll do it for you and do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Because God loves you, and he's no respect of persons. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it came as a result of why wouldn't he? He's a good God. He'll supply our need. And you know, he'll do the same thing for you. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts fear. Outdoors, It dispels every trace of terror. Fear is the atmosphere of hell. But God is the author of peace. God is the author of faith. And it's like my good friend Keith Moore said this. And I'll close with this as we get ready to have communion. Listen to this statement. If Satan cannot scare you, he cannot stop you. If he can't scare you, he can't stop you. And so I exhort you to arm yourself with the word of God. Get a revelation of how much God loves you. Get out on that pathway called life. And even though in the ditches there are all sorts of things that will try to call you over, just refuse to yield to the fear of death and you'll make it to the other side. I said you'll make it to the other side. Now why is that? Because he's your help. Yes, yes, he's he your is. fortress. Yes, yes, he is. And he's worthy of our confidence and our trust. Did you get anything out of it today? Amen.